Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back here in Porchville. How's it going out there, Porchvillians? Porchvillepod.com. Go over to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to find us on your favorite podcast provider. And go over there and subscribe, show us some love. I'm here with Matt. Hell yeah! Why must you every time yell? Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, that's your thing. I don't that, know why I'm asking. I, I'm just kind of loud. I should know by now. We're also here with Amanda Rose. Hello. Comedian and uh, co-director, Slaughterhouse Comedy. Yep. We talked to Maytal a few weeks ago, and now the other half, the other side of the story. How yeah. are you today? I am wonderful today. Yeah. yeah. You are our last in-house live guest for a little while. You're the last one, mm. and then we're, we're going to go to DEFCON 4 for <laughs> coronavirus yeah. distancing, social distancing. You're the last chance to get the coronavirus from us for at least a little bit. That's exciting. Yeah, Maybe still, I'll catch a concussion on, on my way. And he still can't talk into his fucking microphone. What's up? Put that thing in front of your face. I'm going to put Jesus it in my mouth. Put it. Fix it. Jesus Christ. What kind of operation are we running here? Uh, apparently not a good one because you haven't taught me how to use a microphone. Yeah, it's my fault. It's all your fault. So we're also we're also doing some video here for the first time, and that is that is with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry again. See, I'm terrible with names. Stasten. Stasten. Carter. Stasten. Stasten Carter. Carter. Yeah. Stasten, you want to say anything to the people? Swing that around there. Hi, Aldo. Hey. So, um, Amanda Rose, mm-hmm. how are you? I'm lovely. It's a crazy world we got going on out there. It is. How are you doing it in the is. midst of all this? You know, I think that it's all kind of forcing us to take a moment and kind of breathe for a second and just think about everything. Yeah. And think about where we're throwing all of our energy. Yeah. And I appreciate this moment. It's rough comes with a sacrifice humanity is making a sacrifice that's a good but way we're all getting at. a pause right that's so, very true and you know after the plague was the italian renaissance so and you are you are italian 100 percent. you are 100 percent italian 100% i've seen italian. your act a couple mm-hmm. times and uh i love the i love the take on your father is that is that really is he is he really that uh italian yeah, my that whole New family York? Yeah, yeah, my whole family. Are you guys? Are you from up there? Or? New York. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what part? Um, Staten Island. Wow. Yeah. I I I would imagine family's probably glad to be down here. Or is family still no, up there? No, we you? own a fish market in Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah, we've been there for a hundred years. No shit. Yeah. Tell me about that. We just came down to Florida to get a tan. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> no how long? My- <laughs> how long ago was that? That's actually the same reason why I live in Florida. Yeah, yeah. that's why everyone should live in Florida. It's I, I a great place to do I just came down here for it. a tan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did you come down here for school, for UF? Or? Um, my parents just like the weather yeah. down in Florida. So when I was like seven, we moved down here. But we spent every summer, every holiday in New York. Yeah. They made sure I knew I was from there, too. <laughs> yeah, that was not mistaken. <laughs> I was aware. <laughs> um. So, how did you end up in Gainesville? 
I went to school here. I studied yeah. politics, and then I dropped out of school because yeah. I knew I had to be a comedian. Yeah. Did you go to school at UF? I did. Yeah. Cool. Political science major. Really? So when I said earlier, like, yeah, we usually don't get into politics, was that uh, was that a letdown? Um, I think politics exists in everything. Yeah. So the, when you study politics, you realize that it's just communication. Right. So comedy. Yeah. That's politics. Hey, we're communicating right now. Yeah. We are. Is How? that is that politics? Is that com- It is. is. That like we're all representing our own thing, right? Yeah. And we're here at a table discussing it. Mm-hmm. That's politics. Uh, what does the Senate do? How far along in your college career did you get before you left and I was a junior. Yeah. And I'll tell you the day that I decided I had to drop out of college. I was sitting in class and my professor was explaining how in ancient China they used to used to be like thousands of men pulling boats out of the seas in China and it would take thousands of them to pull up these huge boats and because it was so important that every single one of them worked hard while they were pulling they would hire people to whip them and force people to whip them while they pulled up the boats and he was just explaining like party whips politically for me but what I realized was when you pay to go to school you're just paying to be whipped and I was like hm, no one whips Amanda Rose and she just left that was it yep that was my last day I of love school. the way that she just like put the like the that's, lollipop and like that's just, some epic shit there she was just like done it, it really like <laughs> that it was, was really like just the, my thought process yeah. <laughs> That was a perfect way to just drop yeah. the mic. And, and like I could see my professor, as he was explaining it, watch my eyes light up while he said yeah. that. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> when was it, though, that you knew you were going into comedy? That, that I was had your been next doing step? like sketch comedy for a while. Yeah. And I had been writing stand-up. And it was like I was just waiting for my to give myself the moment. Hmm. Yeah. Did you get into stand-up or sketch first? Sketch. Yeah. Yeah, I actually did improv as a child. So I was like trained in improv as a child. I did a lot of theater. Oh, wow. And um, Terrible in improv. I love improv. I think it's a lot of fun. But I, I think that sketch is the natural like progression to improv. And then sketch progresses into stand-up if you get advanced enough. Right. Yeah. So it's like a fountain it flows. Which one is your favorite? Do you like being on, on stage with a group or do you like doing your own thing? Stand-up's my favorite because it's the hardest to master. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been doing stand up now? Um, like seven months. Well, really? Yeah. That's it? Mm-hmm. No oh. shit. Yeah. I would I would have I would have pretty good uh, excuse me. I would have given you longer than that. Well the thing know? is is like I've been practicing comedy for a while, right? I've yeah. done improv since I was a child, so I feel like I have a advantage just by You're comfortable on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's an important part. It is, yeah. Because uh, you got to get past that initial just fear of being up there and reading material that you wrote. Yeah. It's powerful. Do you still use the first joke you wrote? Funny enough, yes, I do. Do you? Yeah. Was that good? It was about if Jesus was Italian, and it just like came to me one day, and I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know Makes, that joke. Right? I know the one you're talking about. I, it is, yeah. and, and I do remember. It was very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what's... What's it like right now for you guys? Um, I, I see a lot of the other comics doing different things online. 
Um, you I know, think it's forcing comedians to explore other mediums, yeah. right? You can't force people to congregate in one room to listen to you. Yeah. So now, like, I'm exploring more with film, yeah. with other things. And I think it's going to oh, podcast. Yeah. It's a great way to do it, right? Well, that great was one thing I was wondering across. if you were going to be getting more into, because with you and Maytal, you know, doing the Slaughterhouse comedy, mm -hmm. um, the, the videos, I mean, it just makes sense. Like, you know, getting them out there right now, that's what everybody's doing. Mm -hmm. Just sitting around. They got time to just sit around on their phones and like the hell out of all these exactly. videos you put out there. So yeah. we're going to see some stuff coming out soon. You'll be seeing some stuff from me. Absolutely. Yeah. A little bit of solo stuff for now. But the sketch team still exists. We just won't be able to congregate for right. a while. So yeah. it's something I think is really cool about like what's going on right now is that like a lot of these like late night talk shows and like the comedy shows and stuff like that. They are uh, doing stuff from their homes, like through Zoom. A lot Zoom. of people are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going through Zoom. A lot of people actually have much less sophisticated setups that are doing very high-end shows than, than what we've got here. Yeah, Howard Stern you know? has, like, garbage compared to it's, this. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of right, fun. But, yeah, I think that's really cool. But, like, everybody's, like, trying to make an effort to actually get out there and continue, you know, broadcasting their shows. Yeah, and yeah. I love how everybody's definitely doing the, you know, the different mediums, you know, the live shows. AJ Wilkerson put up a post the other day um, looking for volunteers to be roasted. I, of course, volunteered myself, <laughs> and that was that was a blast. Um, that, was, that was really fun. But I love it that, you know, and, and you can go, we, we reposted it, Porchville Pod Facebook page, but um, if everybody wants to go see it and, you know, donate on there, I, I think it's a Venmo. Is that what it's called? Does anybody know? Venmo. He's got a Venmo up there. I don't know what the fuck that is. I still don't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> All those concussions, man. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. <laughs> we were talking before we recorded about how many concussions Matt has had, and it seems that there's not actually a certified number that, that we could really decide on. There was, there was a lot of headaches and a lot of uh, naps that I probably should not have taken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the odd man out, though. Everybody here has had concussions except me. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, they're canceling all these different venues and, and, and events. And um, I, I know you guys have got to be ready to just, you know, for this stuff to sort of blow over, like get back to a little bit of normalcy, but also incorporate all these new and unique ways of getting your content out there that people are discovering, you know, but. There's got to be that, I would think, that craving to get back in front of a crowd. Like, do you feed off that audience like a lot of people do? I definitely feed off of the discipline of yeah. going up in front of the crowd. Yeah. Because it teaches you something every time. You know, yeah. the audience is participating with you. Yeah. You're training every time you go up there. But at the same time, like... You say going back to normal. I don't think there is that normal anymore. I don't think that you will ever exist again. I think it will be a new normal. The same, you know what I mean? It's going to usher in a new era. You so. think? Yeah. That's that's like I'm going to be 40 this year. Mhm. Mm so, I'm probably like twice your age. Mhm. Mm and at 40 for things to for like society to experience this dramatic shift. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's fucking terrifying. You know, it, we don't know what's going on. You know, we've been used to things for so long. I'd like to think if I was, you know, 20, 21, that I'd be a little bit 
more okay with the change and having to adapt to sort of a new way of doing things because that's that's almost what I feel like is going to happen, you mm-hmm. know. But I guess I'm trying to hold on a little bit to hope that, excuse me, one day we're just going to wake up and it's going to be like, oh, it's all good, folks. We're, we can go back to normal now. But I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I don't either. So. I don't know if anyone will ever give us like the white flag. I think it's more just like, yeah, now you exist here. <laughs> what can you do with it? Well, I don't know. I mean, like after 9-11, like that was such a huge life-changing event. Like huh? I, I didn't think that life would go back to normal afterwards. And, but it didn't. But it didn't. People say post 9-11. You know, I was in was New York different. the day the towers fell. Yeah. I watched the smoke through my Holy window. shit, really? Yeah, and I was five years old, and I'll never forget the day. Well. Like, you know what I mean? But so, like, yeah, it was it was, it was, was insane, but but America just kind of went back to the same thing. It no, didn't, though. No. It was con- changed forever. Yeah. You TSA. used to be able... Yeah. TSA you is a perfect live in example. A new, that's why it's called terrorism. Yeah. They well, terrorized yeah, TSA, the society. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, the Patriot Act and all that shit. They terrorized us. You know, I mean... <laughs> surveillance on a on a scale we'd never seen, you know all that stuff. We okayed that. We gave up a lot of our rights after nine eleven. Because that's a of fact. fear, terror. Yeah, because of fear. That's the root 100%. of that word, and that's 100%. what I learned when I studied politics. So I guess I'm I'm is. the wrong person to be talking about it <laughs> because I don't even have a fucking passport. Neither I can't do even I. leave the country. Do I. I don't. I don't even know. I don't want to leave the country right now, though. <laughs> Where the Who fuck does? am I gonna go? I don't. Spain. <laughs> I, I think that's the wrong answer. You want to go sing some songs in Italy? No. I'm not fucking going anywhere. I, I'm i not going anywhere on a good day. I just, there's no way. I'm I'm one of those people that, like, yeah, shit's, these days, I, I'm, I'm definitely like, I just want to stay home. I'm, I'm good with being at the house. And, man, it's, it's, a, it's a scary fucking world out there. I need I, a blanket. I get done from work, and you're lucky if you even see me at ABC. And I love alcohol. <laughs> if you're not at ABC, I've seen you more at ABC than I've seen you at my house. That's not true, but I understand where you're going with that. What do you? Uh, is there anything that you're missing right now about with all this? stay-at-home order stuff that we got going on around here is is there anything that you can't do that you're like oh man i wish i could go shopping Go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> that's really my answer that's it i yeah. mean i miss being able to see a lot of people but yeah. i feel like there's a pause for a reason so yeah it the is, world's forcing yeah. it i'm gonna vibe with it for a little just bit roll at least. With it. yeah yeah that's the way to do it do you miss going to the porch hanging out with nick and matt Sometimes he has this thing where he just asks randomly weird fucking questions, but I should I should let everybody know that you know you're you're it's official now that Matt is is uh, the is second fired. chair. Matt's the the official second chair on the uh, in Porchville now. You're, you know you're the replacement. What's funny is that I have. So call you. I have two male cousins. <laughs> I have two big Italian male cousins, Nikki and Matthew, and it's funny because we used to sit around the table, and I didn't even realize that those were the two names. Yeah. Right, right now. 
wow. you know, but we used to sit around the table and talk. So it's funny you say, do you miss sitting in the porch with Nick and Matt? I'm like, hell yeah. And it's like funny, I'm right back in the same room, right? You try to run from it, you're right back in the same room. I was just trying to Sitting make a here terrible Sitting here talking to joke. another Nick and Matt. That's hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> it's wild. It's blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I'm just living in it. I was just trying to make a terrible joke, and all of a sudden it just like turned around full circle, and it makes sense. <laughs> so, um, gosh, you know, I, it's it's just, what do you... What are you um, what sort of videos are you doing? You said some some solo work. Uh, can you give us any idea of what we can be looking for? Or are you still is it all under wraps? Real gangsters move in silence. All right, we're gonna share it though when you do finish it. Absolutely, we're gonna let yes. everybody yes. know. And uh, yeah, it, it'll be under Amanda Rose. You won't be able to miss it. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're all gonna be kitten. We're all gonna be capping cap cup. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> Matt just got fired again. <laughs> it's your first like official day. God, you can't get fired on your first official day. Not in this economy. No. Just like <laughs> I don't know, man. It was it was like my last eardrum started ringing, and then all of a sudden I just like started. I I don't know, man. It just gone. Do we have any uh, Do we have any Kenny Rogers fans? No. Anybody? Well, who doesn't like Kenny Rogers? Kenny Rogers. You know who Kenny Rogers is. I feel like my mom fucked with Kenny Rogers pretty hard. The gambler, the ga- you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. Oh, what do you what do you mean All by like stuff? fucked with Kenny Rogers? Like I feel like she would be cleaning the house and like Kenny Rogers, to, like right after Rod Stewart, oh, Kenny oh. Rogers would come on. My mother would be like, "Ooh, it's Kenny." All right, so that's a lot more PG than what I was thinking. All right. Um. Well, yeah, he died, man, and I was really sad about it. <laughs> I feel bad talking sure about it while laughing upset. about it. I, I would, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, for those who don't know, we are we are not doing um, the Porchville takes over Daytona. We're we're not going to Daytona this year because they canceled fucking Rockville. So, which sucks because we already paid for our campsite and we're not getting that money back. Sure you are. Oh yeah, I fucking hope so. I'll send you the I'll send you the little email <laughs> thing, man. Well, you can send me the money, and then we can just forget Fuck about the. Email Are you guys thing. still paying your gym memberships? Is it that wild? Do I look like I have a gym membership? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no joke. I was driving home from work tonight. And I saw a dude that looked just like you, but he was fucking jacked. And I definitely was, like, was not me. You yeah, know that. Yeah. <laughs> But I know exactly what you would look like if you had a gym membership and you were serious about it. <laughs> like, that dude was fucking... I saw the vision. I he a, sees it for you. I had a gym membership for like three years. I went twice. <laughs> you were a tourist. Two times. <laughs> um, no, so are you, are you still paying for your gym membership? Well, <laughs> I'm thinking about it now because I got an email from my gym and the president of the gym had the audacity to be like, Thank you for all the personal texts that I've gotten saying, please continue to charge us our gym memberships. Excuse me. (laughs) The gym's not open. (laughs) I'm not paying dues. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, uh, the audacity. (laughs) He wants to, so he's trying to just guilt trip you into keep paying your dues. So you're going to keep paying it? No, I have to pay rent. (laughs) 
How do you cancel it if they're closed? You know, a uh, uh, that- fun little silver lining to this whole coronavirus thing is uh, Courtney's been trying to get me to start working out at her gym for like the past like two months. Yeah, you've talked about it a couple times. You're always in here crying when you and when I she did. gets you to work out. Yeah, I did it. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19 comes around. Boom. Gym's closed. Then what'd you- <laughs> Matt can't go work out. <laughs> Booyah! So if I asked you what you were missing most in this uh, coronavirus world we got going on here, it would not be going to the gym. You don't have a newfound love for the gym? I mean, the scenery was nice. <laughs> yeah, I think you mean Courtney. I think they dr- thrive off of that tourism. You know how many people must pay for memberships just to show up it's, once or I, twice? A lot. Right? A lot. <laughs> I had a sweet deal, too. I was over there at Gainesville <laughs> Health and Fitness. You know how they raise the rates like every so uh-huh. often? <laughs> Man, I was on a good rate. Yeah. Oh. Rent controlled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be screwed if I went back now. I'd be like double what I was paying before. It's Rent controlled. You it. had some good real estate there. Yeah. <laughs> like, no joke. I There was two days where I got done with a workout and I got home. And the first thing that I did was toss my cookies. Like, it was... You're just nervous? No. It was... Like I'm used to like anaerobic workouts, like bench press and curls and oh, squats. after working out, yeah. And they're into like the aerobic stuff and everything like that, and cardio and everything. And well, it probably doesn't help that you know. I mean, you're, I mean, in terrible shape. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was pretty horrible. So it took me out of my element in two different ways, and. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. That reminds me of when I first started working out after my concussions. You should keep going, and you'll stop getting sick. You'll catch your balance. <laughs> I think I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Just speaking truth. <laughs> so have uh, has has your family seen you perform yet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Do they do they enjoy it? Are they supportive in it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do about it? <laughs> I dropped out of school. <laughs> There's no other choice. No one whips me. <laughs> how, My how, parents don't either. <laughs> how long? How, I know that. Are you going to, st- is this it? You're just going to keep running with it then? With, mm-hmm. with comedy? Or is there going to be a point where you go, all right, let me go back and finish fucking political science? No. No. You're going for it. You're all in. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll try other creative avenues, I'm sure. Yeah. You're going to stay Gainesville? Or you think you're going to go... Elsewhere and do I think this in bigger I'll cities. probably end up expanding to another city, but I like Gainesville. I think <clears> it's <throat> taught me a lot. I think it's a beautiful place to grow. Yeah, I think it's an underrated place, a hidden gem. Hundred percent. And when you find a gem, yeah, you special, roll with it. right? Yep. No going back to New York or anything like that. Oh well, I'll yeah. go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to go back, right? That's where the fish store is. <laughs> I've been up there a couple times, and I went, I went to. Uh, I was in New York City doing the tourist thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I was walking through uh, Little Italy, and I was hungry, and a guy standing in front of a restaurant hit me in the face with a menu. Um, very hard. It hurt. So he actually like, literally slapped <laughs> you. He whacked you in the face. He did. It. He, well, I was, I was behind him, and he was doing this, hey, come in, and bam, and hit me. 
And so he was like, you, you got to come in. You got to come in and eat. You know, and I was like, all right, I'll come in and eat. I didn't know this, but they charge you for every every Coke that you drink. I drank like five. And then they brought me the check. I'm like, what the fuck? I had no idea. It's not free refills. Like cocaine or... Yeah, yeah, cocaine. Yeah. The, the old All nose right. candy. Well, I mean, yeah, you know? that's... Yeah, you, yeah. you always charge Just that. bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, per yeah. bump. I always do. I you always do? charge for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Every time. <laughs> well, Italian restaurants are expensive because they know what they're worth. Good so point. you want to sit in that restaurant? You want to be in their real estate? You're going to pay for the Cokes. And they're serving cocaine. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want to get a bump? <laughs> do, you, do you do a lot of cooking? Cooking? Yeah. Yes. Do you? Well, cooking or cocaine? Are yeah. we still on the cocaine? We're on thing? cooking. Cooking for oh, God's sakes. Oh God. Cocaine's later. When you know we can't fall asleep or whatever. I don't know. No, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> anyway, we're talking cooking. What do you? What's? What do you? What do you? What do you? Uh, favorite. <laughs> I like dish to, that you do. <laughs> I like to cook. I like to explore cooking pasta with weed in it. What? Yeah. So is that a thing? Yes. Well, I'm discovering it right now. Nice. I'm just coming to terms with it. So weed is a weird flavor to cook with, but if you put it in pesto and a little garlic. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Eating weed is a whole another level, right? Because you're is eating it? pasta and you're getting high, and you're like, ha. Ah. <laughs> All the ever, way up. Do you, ever, do you ever do a set high? Yeah. Yeah. Is that well, the thing? Is is like I'm always high at yeah. this point. So the drugs are like they tune me into something sometimes, right. but I'm always kind of tuned in. Now. Does it help with the creativity? There are moments, yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if I'm like in my own space, like I'll play around with it and I'll experiment, but. On stage, you want to be aware, too. So right. you don't want to be too high. You don't want to be lost in any drug. You want to be sober. You want to be hydrated. <laughs> you want to have, like, a good, like, like a good buzz to get you, like, outgoing so, like, you are more open to talking about stuff. But sometimes I feel like you don't need a drug for that. Like, sometimes I'll call my godfather, and I'll just tell him a story. And then that will be the night that I'll kill on stage, right? And it was like, ugh, I should have just called someone that I trusted before I went on stage. I didn't need marijuana do you have a do you have a ritual that you do before a show in um general? i de- i like to work out the day de- that day yeah i like to give myself time to like shower you know get ready but that's my ritual for now kind of work out like push-ups v-ups the fuck jump is squats v-up? like cardio you've never done a v-up <laughs> no yeah i could tell <laughs> <laughs> He saw that guy in the street. He's trying to get you in shape. I guess so. I guess so. We have to call our friend in uh, in California tonight. Should we call her now? Are you asking me? Yes, I'm asking you. Why not? Let's do it. So tell me about tell me about some uh, some of your favorite um, like favorite moments that you've had like on stage and stuff like that. Um, when I'm very honest with the audience and I take myself back with how honest I'm being with the audience is a very candid moment. Like I know my set, I know my themes that I'm trying to get across, but I'll say something sometimes and it's really in that moment that I realize I just spoke my truth and the audience is completely with you when yeah. you're speaking truth. It's a whole nother level. 
and like that's got to feel really good because at the end i made them laugh so i did my job but i'm also speaking my truth and you you also got like a whole group of people that agree with you exactly a whole room in unison yeah that's cool the audience coming together as a collective like that it's interesting because they all agree to even be in the audience together yeah so it's cool yeah, that's that's really cool. I I that that was one of the things that like I really love going on and like seeing like Nick shows and stuff like that. Um, it was just like being like in a collective of people that all had like the same personality. Like whether we agreed with each other or not, like we we all just like went out there for the same reason, and it was awesome. It was amazing. The universal truth. That's what I think people are searching for when they're listening to comedians. The universal truth. Everyone's listening for what can make them laugh. And what makes you laugh is just like, oh, I experienced that. That's funny to me. Yeah. Like you're saying something I feel. Or even if I didn't experience that, you're letting me experience it. So now I, I'm in on the joke. So it's universal truth. That's what I think the whole theme of comedy is. And that's what people are searching for. As I think audience. that's awesome. I think <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. It's it's a cool thing to watch. It's a cool thing to be a part of. So you've put a lot of thought into, like, like what comedy really means for you. Well, you I just know? put a lot of thought into communication. <clears throat> and right. comedy is a very, very highly critiqued and you got to work your ass off to call yourself a real comedian. Yeah. That's a different level of communication. So what do you what's your routine? What's your ritual as far as working on comedy? You know. Um, like how do you where do you get your inspiration? Where do you uh, uh Typically like thoughts I have in the shower. Yeah. Or just conversations I have with people. Communication, right? right? And then I'm like, "Oh, write that down." Yeah. Telling a story often. I think I'm a little bit of a storyteller in my jokes. And I often talk about like my background, my family. It helps people relate to me yeah. and it helps me speak that like universal truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing um like a like a dream journal where you wake up in the morning and just like write down like what you dreamt about? Hmm. I think I've tried to do it, but I've never stuck to it. And I think now that you mentioned that, I might try and do it. Because uh, there's a Have lot of times it? where I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, what the fuck? What was that? Do you write it down? No, but I, I kind of want to. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Nicotine patches. When I tried to quit smoking years ago, um, I'd wear a nicotine patch. I'd wear it. 24 hours a day mm-hmm. weirdest fucking dreams nightmares and so vivid I mean it's just crazy did you write anything down not a not a bit none because I would love to read that it, I, yeah, I can't remember any of it so sorry I don't tell you you ever uh, get you, back on the nicotine patches so I can read some of that no no I'm six months out now not going back um have you had a bad night on stage? Yes. Yeah. What yeah. was what's that like for you? Um, a bad night on stage typically means I wasn't prepared. Yeah. So when you're on stage and you have your moment on stage, everything that you had done that past week, that past day led you up to your moment on stage. And to be on stage, you're commanding an audience. You yeah. have a responsibility. So if you didn't prepare for your moment, then you're screwed. Yeah. So you have to be disciplined enough to prepare. 
like you talk about rituals you talk you know what I mean like just thinking cognitively about what you're about to do on that stage or even just owning it and putting yourself in the mind space to own it you know yes. so does that mean I ate a salad that day or does that you know, what does it mean did I smoke weed that day did I what put me did I drink coffee that day yeah you start to realize like what gets you in the right mindset to do your job because if you didn't make them laugh you didn't do your job yeah. so you need to fix what you're doing it's not the audience's fault a good comedian can make any audience laugh what was your first uh first show doing stand-up by yourself like um I was surprised that I got the laughter that I got and it felt like it was like wow I was always supposed to be doing this was there any nerves though I mean I know you had some yeah, experience there was, definitely nerves. was it, a, it it had to have been like like a different definitely nerves <laughs> <laughs> um it was kind of like just stage fright in terms of like <laughs> I remember the first time I went on stage actually I had my whole set, and at one point, the girl sitting in the front row, she was giving me a weird look, and I, she wasn't heckling me at all. She was just giving me a weird look, and I had to say something about it. I was like, what, what are you looking at? <laughs> and the audience loved it, but I realized that I was like, wow, that's a power up there to even call someone out that they yeah. gave you a glance. Like, <laughs> it was a weird, and it was weird like coming into that power, too, noticing it. I was like, Ugh, don't look at me like that. I'm up here. <laughs> you want to come up here? Try it next week. <laughs> oh. That's always fun, commanding the crowd, talking to the crowd, interacting with them. You know, that's that's pretty badass. I mean, like <laughs> I felt kind of like mean I, after, but <laughs> I I introduced Nick's band one time uh, for one of his shows, and afterwards, <laughs> like I'm 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 standing out at the bar, like the outside bar, and like a couple girls come up to me and they're just like, "Oh, we wanted to meet you. Like you're part of the band," and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm part of the band, totally. No, no. <laughs> I'm not part of the band. No. no. <laughs> it's weird to be recognized because you were on stage, right? Yeah, yeah it's it was, weird. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that all the time. It was always Joe, because Joe looks the same as he did when we started the band like 20 he's, years ago. He's so. the good-looking one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I had hair when we started, so. There's that. Well, he has muscles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a theme tonight. <laughs> he wants you to get a gym membership. <laughs> um, all right. So we're gonna call we're gonna call Stephanie here. She's out in California. Um I did it again. I said Stephanie. It's supposed to be say Phoenix. It's Phoenix. Phoenix Hellfire Radio. Um make sure we're turned up here. Let me give her a call and uh She's going to give us a little status update of what's going on in the world out in California. Hello? Phoenix, how are you? Good, how are you? Welcome back to Porchville. How are you doing out there in uh, California? Huh? Not too bad. Is Not it, too bad. Is Stuck it, at home with two with two dogs. How still. awesome. <laughs> what are, kind uh, of dogs are they? Uh, Dozier is a Bordeaux Mastiff. And Luna is a, an American Bull Blue Nose Pit cross. Blue Nose. I like I like the Blue Nose yeah. Pits. I was thinking about uh, getting one of those for my for my next dog. I love them. She's a uh, she's all white, but her nose is kind of lavender colored. 
Does she just like wiggle her butt nonstop and just kiss you all the time? <laughs> yes. She is a licker. She does not stop licking well, you. Well, thank God you have the dogs then, huh? <laughs> or I'd be going really crazy. <laughs> so what's uh, what's the state of things out there where you're at? Not much has changed. Um, it's It feels like the the panic is starting to calm. Yeah. Um, in my area, at least. Um, but other than that, not much has changed. I actually went to the grocery store today, and like everything started to sort of stock back up. You know, they got bread, they had toilet paper, all that good <laughs> stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I I kind of felt the same way. I feel exactly what you're saying, like the 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 panic that I think everybody was feeling, and um, has sort of started yeah. to subside a little bit. You know. We still don't have toilet paper. I did some shopping for my grandmother. Um, she's elderly, so I will not let her out of her house. Yeah, yeah. My um, grandmother's staying so she, here as well. Yeah, she put she puts all of her grocery bags in a, in a bag with an envelope of cash in her grocery list. And so I ran around and did her grocery shopping. We still don't have toilet paper, but I was able to get her like a case of water. And, and this time, everything that was on her list, I was able to pick up, which was different from the last time I did grocery shopping for her, yeah. which was a week ago. I was reading somewhere that they may have you guys locked down for even as far out as a couple of months. Uh, the schools, yes. Um, from what I can understand, they have extended the school lockout until the 15th of May. The set, Whatever the second week in May is. I think they said it was the 15th. But, but they haven't called you guys to be for honest the year with yet? You, I have been trying to avoid the news at all costs. Probably not a bad idea. So, yeah. It's just more of the same. Um, it's just a bunch of politicians up there, you know, repeating the same shit over and over again. And I don't need yeah. to see it. I will go to the CDC website and I will go to the governor's website and look for my area. And that's the inf- that's how I get my information. Are you guys back to work with uh, with Hellfire Radio or is, are we still down over there? Um, people are starting are starting to get back to um, a little bit more normalcy. Um, we've we've all kind of we're all still stuck at home pretty much. A couple uh, like one of the podcasts for the Guts podcast, um, their live show really revolves around a live performance. Right. So um, I've been having to premiere, uh, you know, pre-recorded shows for them from that they've they've already aired for their podcast because they're not they're not able to have you know the group of people come to the studio like they used to yeah um so i know that gonzo radio that's dana she's been going live a lot more um as she has more free time john platt senior uh he's been able to go to go live more um tyson's been able to go live more so I'm I'm seeing that people are starting to per- participate more now that they have come down to a schedule. Right. You know, that people are adjusting to the life at home, the kids doing schooling, and I think there's a lot more people going going live now as comedic relief and just as a release to you know, for boredom and well, our, 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 our guest here tonight is actually a, is a comedian here in the uh, Gainesville area, and uh, so we're oh, talking nice. a lot about that um, mm-hmm. earlier. So, um, 
definitely going to be uh, some people. Send everybody over to uh, Porchville Pod Facebook page and uh, tell them to uh, look for videos. And, you know, we're linking to, um, we have a roast up there that uh, A.J. Wilkerson did the I other night. I saw that, so. A.J. Wilkerson. I saw your post earlier. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, keep checking those out and, uh, you know, just stay safe out there. And uh, Oh, yeah. Well, well uh, and you know, we love having you guys um be a part of hellfire and we appreciate that you allow us to broadcast your podcast from our page and we're happy to do it you know any way that we can support like i said before any way that we can support local artists um it doesn't matter the area you're you're local to somebody you may not be local to me but you're local to somebody yeah you know we like to support that we we want to see that interaction. We want to see that engagement. We want to see that kind of positivity and, you know, be able to support. And, and we're all going to get through this if we all stick together. You know, if we all keep a level head and we stick together, you know, we're going to get through this. And it's times like this that you really find out who's going to have your back and who just says they're going to have your back. Yeah, I agree. So... I just have to say thank you to you guys for, you know, for allowing us to, to do this, you know. Oh, it's our it's pleasure. A, it's an awesome yeah, thank opportunity. You for, thank you very much for having us. We're uh, Of course. And, of course, you know, everybody, um, if you're not able to find us at hellfire.com or hellfireradio.com, we are doing the, uh, uh, you've got us up there on the Facebook page. Um, so we do. We'll just keep broadcasting when that's going out and uh Keep coming together, man. Doing what we can to support each other in this crazy, crazy time. So, everybody, keep Absolutely. on checking out hellfireradio.com. That's right. And don't forget to check out the Porchville podcast. Oh, you're goddamn right. <laughs> Absolutely, Phoenix. We appreciate it, and uh, we will. Uh, we will probably. Hell, I may just give you a call next Friday. We'll just make a mm-hmm. date. So. You know, you're more than welcome to call me next Friday. I will be sitting on my couch either drinking a nice glass of wine or pouring myself a nice beer like I am tonight. What kind of beer are you drinking over there in Cali? Um, I believe I poured a porter. I have a kegerator sitting next to me, a hopsy kegerator. <laughs> we need one of those. Yeah. And so yeah. It's Why a two-liter bottle of, of beer. And it's, I don't know. Why haven't we done that? I think it's a porter. Why haven't you? Done I think that? we need to do that. We're gonna do that. I know a guy. It, I know a guy. You we, know a guy? We, yeah, we can we can get that. Hooked I can't up. believe we haven't fucking done that. Yet. <laughs> well, and Hopsy <laughs> is good because you know you you get the kegerator, but they sell the beer in two. They're literally two liter bottles of beer, and they have everything from blondes, IPAs, porters, reds, oh, stouts. You name. That's it. why I haven't done it because you'd fucking drink it all, Matt. He'll be gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why. So, I, yeah. So I, I can't remember. I think this is the porter that's in here now. I actually haven't even taken a sip of it yet. I literally just poured it when you called me. Well, I won't. Uh, I won't get in the way of you uh, drinking that. <laughs> uh, well, we will. Uh, we will be talking to you soon, Phoenix. Thank you again, and uh, you're welcome. You guys, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. As do you. Always. Stay safe. Appreciate it. Have a good one. YouTube. I always cut them off too early. I just, just, just <laughs> I'm always just, so fucking just impatient. A, just a little bit. Well, um, we did. I did. Uh, I did reach out to um, a couple of the uh, 
nurses that we talked to last week, and one of them was drunk because she's just had so much fucking enough of this week. Dude, I I don't yeah I, I don't blame like, her at all. Yeah, she's already she's she's done. So, um, so that was our only call for tonight, you know. Mm-hmm. But so how how was your family? Because you got you still have family up in New York. Mm-hmm. How are they dealing with all this stuff? Because I mean, just, New York's fucking just crazy right at now. Home, just staying close to family, relying on family to get yeah. what they need, and that's the beauty of a big family. Yeah. yeah. How how. Uh, how big is your family? Is it like the like huge? Like, like how many how many uncles are we talking? Like between everyone, like when you really take in the family, because what it means to be Italian is that. Like, how many like brothers and sisters do you have? I just have one younger sister. Really? Yeah. And you called that a big family? Okay. No, but that's the thing is is <laughs> in it like when you're an Italian, it's not the nuclear family; it's a family. So I have so many cousins. When we come together for Christmas, it's like. 60, yeah, they all get together. Sixty-five people in the house. Jesus, and those are my close cousins. Yeah, like we keep a rapport. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Not even counting the distant ones. I think yeah. having three brothers is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and they and you all look identical. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do. I mean, it's like interchangeable. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially my oldest brother. Yeah, him and I look exactly the same. Oh, then there's Carl. <laughs> Fuck Carl. Stop talking about Carl, man. Fuck Carl. We're not talking about Carl. Well, well now we are. No. I just, I just. It did. always leads to bad juju. Don't well, go in that door, I guess. Yeah. That's what he's Don't saying. Don't talk about Carl. You know what's funny? Yeah. You know. You know what? Like, you know what? Let her know tell that, us what's funny. You know that. Shut that, up about Carl. You know that that like really ugly monster that's hiding in the closet well, at I'm all not, times. That's, that's Carl. I don't even know who Carl is, but I understand Carl <laughs> because I um I was having a conversation with my friends. We dropped acid last night. We did LSD. <laughs> I haven't slept. I came to the podcast after a Lucy trip. Do you got any Are you real? <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about we were talking about LSD. It lasts a long period of time, right? It and it comes in waves. Yeah. And my boyfriend Stason and I, a couple trips ago when we did acid, I was like, dude, you know, what's funny is like, I feel like right now Bring I could do my taxes. I feel like I could do my taxes right now. And he was like, don't, don't go in that door, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> and we were saying last night to our friends, we were like, listen, there's going to be a point in the trip where you think you're going to be able to do your taxes. Don't go in that door. So I don't know who Carl is, but he sounds a lot like taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck taxes. So I guess you're right. <laughs> who actually says that? Like, uh, like when they're tripping on acid, who's just like, I gotta do my taxes. Is it? Was it a real visual trip? Last night. Yeah. Um. Actually, it wasn't super visual. When I was coming up on it a little bit, I was like, well, everything's really melty, but. I've done it enough at this point that the visuals aren't like like shrooms are really visual for yeah. me, and but mushrooms are more hard on the stomach. So yeah, yeah. I feel like with LSD, it's kind of spiritual and just kind of like awakens that spirit inside of me. I feel like you. I feel like you're definitely like trying to like open your mind and like really just 
take it all in and, and, and do a lot of soul searching and all that shit, you know, like, that's cool. Yeah, it helps you find your truth. Yeah. So anytime that I've done acid, it, it was always just like, all I wanted to do was start a bonfire and listen to the doors. That was it. I feel that. I mean, that's pretty much what you do anyway, though. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, I'd, list, I'd start a bonfire and listen to the doors. Not a lot of doors, though. I don't hear you listen to a lot of doors. No. It, it's, it's you, listen to, you listen to a lot of doors? I, I've listened to the doors quite a bit. It, I think they're interesting. Yeah. I think he's interesting. <laughs> we we share a... Uh, my birthday is the day, day he died. Wow. July 3rd. Wow. I, I've been a huge wow, Doors way, fan for like Way to be a life. downer, Nick. Yeah. That's what I do. Dick, you dickhead. I was. I've been a huge Doors fan for like ever. Um, he also does really good covers of the Doors. <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> he says that, we're, but retired. one of these days, we're we're we're. I'm into here. podcasting now. <laughs> we're, we're we podcast now. We don't. I'm not a singer anymore. I'm retired. Okay. You That's the thing about the doors. That. That's the thing about the doors, though, right? You leave one room and you come right back into the same one. That's yeah. the doors. Then you're gonna ride through that storm. <laughs> that was a ride, ride that through, was a ride really that storm. was a really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Matt. When you trip, do you like to do a trip with somebody, or have you ever tripped just by yourself? I have tripped by myself. And it was weird. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had a have you tried very... DM, have you tried DMT? I haven't yet. No? And I'm very excited for the day that I do. You it want, hasn't... You, you want to try it? I, I'm not offering it. I don't have any. I've no, never I done do it myself. No, I do want to try it, so. but I don't want to try <laughs> it in like a vape pen, which is very popular right is now. It? And that's like, I feel like a weird way to try DMT. Like, I w- would like to try it in the right dosage that people say when you blast off. Yeah. I don't want to like smoke it in a vape and like half feel DMT. I want to feel it. <laughs> I saw... I was hanging out with somebody the other day who had a DMT vape pen. I've never, I don't know anything about DMT. And mm-hmm. uh, I, so the fact that it's in a vape pen, I figured that was just the way it came. I have no idea. But um, I've heard it's pretty intense. You know, kind of like you're talking about that blast off effect. What well, is, what's the, what's the, I, I don't even know what it is. DMT? It, it's a blast off. It's the chemical that your brain releases when you die. And it's interesting but it's, because if you do the right dose of DMT, everyone has the same exact DMT trip. What? Yeah, what? he's done it. My boyfriend's done it. <laughs> so, so and wait. everyone has the same exact DMT trip. So everyone wh- I've talked to that's like blasted off on DMT is like, yeah, I went up, I saw the gates, I saw like the grand design of life, and I was pushed back into my body on Earth. What? At the end. Yeah. So wait, so Something wait, along it, those it's lines. like a really intense like. It's a universal trip. So you're like I feel like so you think we're like the all fucking with, connected well, some way. Have you guys done mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like mushrooms are kind of like a really beginner state of whatever that must be because mushrooms kind of tap you into this. Like, I mean, I've frequency. done LSD and acid before, and also LSD like, and LSD, acid. I feel like isn't as universal. Both? Not at the same time. Both. Not at the same Both. time, but yeah, I have done <laughs> each of them. LSD and acid. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know it's like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I'm not a drug dealer. I don't know. <laughs> you just buy what they sell you. So whatever it's called, you're like, shit. No, I don't buy shit. I'm just giving what's given to me. That makes sense. <laughs> Where the fuck are you hanging out? I have good friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, but do you think that's what it is? Do you think like it, like a DMT trip, like. Because you you were saying that everybody's had the same trip, mm-hmm. you think we're all just sort of like connected on some cosmic plane, like everybody's oh, exist, everybody's consciousness. <laughs> as is much in one as I space. know, everyone would love to get away from that, and like our individuality is super important. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it's kind of it, it keeps coming back to that, right? Like yeah. we all have to work together to get things done. You have to be organized. There's yeah. like a divine order to everything. That's what I see, at least. So it's like. When people speak about, like, universal experiences, universal truths, and they do these crazy drugs that help you see what you see when you die, and they all see the same thing. Is that really what it releases? Yeah, it's the chemical that it releases when you die. I had no idea. So, that's what's special about DMT. Fuck. Yeah. Do I want to try that? I don't know. Why are you looking about to cry? (laughs) Because I kind of want to try it. it I want to too, right? And time. it's terrifying, right? It but sounds it sounds it, a little terrifying. I don't know if I want to know what it feels like to cry or to die. It just that's a well, lot. You're not going to know what it feels like to die. You're releasing the same chemicals in your brain when, when you, you die. die. Yeah, I guess. Right? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I want to feel that. But then when why you come do you, back... Why do you look like you look you're going to cry? I, I do not Because when you come back, then wouldn't you be at peace with death? And isn't that like a whole nother level of power to unlock as a like mortal knowing how mortal you are? What do you think happens when we die? Um, oh, God damn it. Now you're getting deep. I'm not sure. But I'm sure when I do DMT, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you think it's like a... Oh, you haven't done it yet. No, I haven't done DMT. Are you keeping up here? But no, I think it's no, it. I think I'm, it's all I'm still <laughs> freaking out about. Do you need like, a notepad? I, yeah, <laughs> I'm freaking out about like what's actually going to happen if I try DMT. What do you, what do you like, think happens when you die? What do I think happens when I die? Okay, um, you repeated it now. What do you think? I did repeat it. it. It it gave me a couple seconds to think about it, and now I get to think about it a little bit more because I'm still thinking about it <laughs> and talking about it. Um, I think and they change the channel. Fucking a man. I think that nobody knows. Why that? What? what oh, that's great. But nobody. What do you think happens mm-hmm. when you die? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're going to float on upstairs to some cloud and get a harp? Well, Are you going to be hanging well, around the Green Coast Springs Jail for all of eternity? No. But uh, let me ask you a question. Um, how many people are on the United States? Or actually, you know what? The entire globe. Okay. Uh, how many people are on the entire globe? How many? I don't fucking know. Billions. Like, a few uh, billion. Uh, isn't it like 7.2 billion? There's a lot. Yeah. 7.2 trillion or something. I don't know. I don't think know. it's trillions. I don't know. I think we're in the billions. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not that smart. But so there's there's this many people on this planet that all have different ideas and hypotheses about like what happens after they pass and i agree with all of it 
7.5 billion. Yeah, 7.5. 7. All right. People. And I agree with all of it. Hmm. <sighs> so, it's great that you agree with it. What do you think happens? Oh, 7.5 different thing 7.5 billion different things okay I mean it almost feels like a cop out in a way I respect his stance it's like it's like turning a light switch off in a very specific room and going 7.53 billion ways what well you can think about it this way (laughs) he's done DMT so you keep asking him what does he think will happen when you die and that's a weird thing because you're asking for him to have a conscious moment about being unconscious how do you do that mm. how do you fathom what is to be unconscious because remember it's the state we're talking about the concussion the knockout yeah. so it's a place you get to go and you can visit there and come back He's been concussed before. So, he gets right, it. We talked about it. So it's yeah. confusing, right? Yeah. How do you get the brain? So to how process is what it's like? How blown is your process. mind right now? It's fucking blown right now. So so my man, my man sitting here, he telling you, he telling yeah. you the truth. He's saying it. Seven point five billion. I, I see what you're through, saying. There's seven point five billion possibilities. Yeah. Like, I believed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to think about what that you can't begin. Like you can in your brain. The brain's an amazing place. You right now, if I see a football field, you see a hundred yards. You see right. it. First thing I thought of was the Gator logo. Nah, just a football field. You see a hundred yards. You can see it. Oh, that's a yeah, lot yeah. of space in your brain. If I say two acres, you could probably picture. If I say Texas, you can imagine. If I say America, Earth, yeah. the sun, like you could see it. No existence. You pull that mic in closer, man. We need it. We 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 gonna keep chatting with you. you. Yeah, station. Let that seep in. How has he not been a part of this conversation this whole time? (laughs) I'm stepping back out. I'm just stumping. I'm just stumping. Um. When I stop talking, he starts, and when he stops, I start. That's how we work. Well, all right. So, what do you think happens, or is it is, is it? Uh, as broad as what 7.5 billion other people believe or uh, is it more focused where do you think when the when the music's over where where do we go mm, back home hmm yeah, I don't know where home is that's what I'm I guess that's what I'm curious about like what people think of like where and we go back to, you know? I think that's what's shocking about death, right? Is like you might think that you how silly of we, us mere mortals, to think that we really like understand existence, right? When when we die, there's a whole other thing that happens and we don't know about it. So what do we really understand and what can we even understand while we're here? Just, I'm with you. Right? Like just truths. That's yeah. it. So you don't know what happens when you die because you haven't died yet. But DMT is close to where you get. Probably right, <laughs> unless you flatline. You ever seen that movie? No. You never seen the movie Flatliners? No. <laughs> oh my god! But you gotta watch the original. Yeah, yeah, of course. Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. Julia Roberts, Oliver Platt. Who's the other guy? 
uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's the other guy. Or Billy Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. It was a Baldwin. That's all I know. I met one of the Baldwins <clears throat> one time. Which one? Um, the one that was on The Apprentice. Um, I think Al- that was Alec. Is that the guy no. who's always up in the streets, like New yes. York, yelling at his daughter so, and shit? What was funny about it was the reason why I met him was be- <laughs> was because there was a bagel place opening by my parents' house called Goodfellas Bagels, <laughs> and my <laughs> my dad was like, "We gotta go to the opening. <laughs> They're gonna have one of the Baldwin's there." <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to the opening of some bagel store, and there's Alec Baldwin, who I had seen on The Apprentice, because really? I used to watch that show. And, like, he's wearing his little, like, Italian hat. And I'm like, what is this? He signed an autograph for a bagel. <laughs> I just didn't get it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a weird interaction with celebrity. <laughs> did you get a receipt for the bagel, though? I'm sure my father did. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who? Are, who are your uh, who are your heroes? I ask every comedian like, where do you who do you identify with as a as a comedy uh, as a comic? Sorry. Um, who I identify with? When you say who my heroes are, that would be like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Or like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. But as a comedian... What's up with the dolls, though? I don't understand the Ruth Bader Ginsburg dolls. I when think the hell did that become a thing? I think it's really cool, though, because, like, Ruth it isn't what you would imagine as, like, a doll that you would, like, picture a little girl playing with, You're right? right? Like, you'd, you'd give her, like, a beautiful doll. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that woman has held her seat in the Supreme Court for all this time. Yeah. And she's held it, and she's spoken her piece, and I... Uh, I'm with it. She's a queen, right? I'm with and it. And so I would want my daughter to play with an RBG doll. I, I all right. You seem very strongly spoken about that. <laughs> I mean, that is a woman who sits on the Supreme Court as a woman. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go, Ruth. Let me hear what you have to say. I just thought the doll Absolutely. was weird. I just thought that. I, think, I want my I daughter know. to play yeah. with that doll. Yeah. And she's not even born yet. Oh. But <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> daughter's not born yet. <laughs> oh, um, my favorite time ever tripping on acid was uh chopping wood for a uh, a bonfire. That's really cool. Yeah, I was I was sitting there just like a pair of like cut off jean shorts, <laughs> topless, and just chopping wood. No, but I respect that game. And I was having the no, I was having the time of my life. What are you gonna do with your uh, twelve hundred dollars? Um, probably just give it to Courtney and just uh, I don't know, do what I do as usual. <laughs> what are you gonna do with your twelve hundred dollars? Invest tr- it. Yeah. But maybe not in the stock market. Probably not the best idea right now. But still invest it. Invest in DMT research or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Stason? What are you going to do with your $1,200? Uh, there you go. <laughs> In case you guys didn't hear that, he said that he's going to sit on it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to buy more guns and ammo or something. So maybe, maybe some more microphones. 
Maybe maybe we should invest in the podcast. Yeah, you should That'd invest in right. Invest in what you want to make. Yeah, we should do that. Dude, I've I've been talking to Cordy about getting us a another laptop so that I could be doing some like sound stuff while you're doing. Some hey, that'd be pretty stuff. dope. Step up the operation. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's what I've been talking about doing. I'm with it. So let's get back to the heroes. We talked about Michael Jackson's your hero, but comedy wise, like where Larry David. Yeah. Larry That's David's a huge one amazing. for me because Larry David understands the power of a funny situation. And yeah, he's, he is a, a character. Yeah. Like Larry David was born into who he is. He knows it. We all know it. We, he's insuffered by it. You know, That's mm-hmm. he's tortured in his existence by his own existence. 100%. But he understands the situation. And that's what Seinfeld is. It's a situation comedy. Mm-hmm. And like... That's what Curb Your Enthusiasm is, a yeah. situation comedy. And his stand-up's pretty funny, too, but he understands a situation. That guy's a fucking titan of, of comedy, yeah. though, and too. He, I mean, he's a titan of that industry. Yeah. Any he others? figured out how to get syndicated. <laughs> That's <laughs> something about, I'd like to do. <laughs> what about Daniel Taj? How do you feel about that guy? Um, I mean, do let him do his thing. I, I don't have a problem with it. He's not, uh, uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a hero of mine. Yeah. Yeah, because He's I, a hero of a lot of ours. I think he's just us. letting everyone speak and giving everyone a platform while also not being afraid to challenge everyone yeah. in their views and like be like, how much is that worth? Let me <laughs> ask you. And it's so powerful. Yeah. I agree. That I is that is a cool thing about about Joe Rogan is that he he will actually just like ask like the tough questions and he will actually yeah. you know and like, that's why and he makes it funny and he makes it entertaining and that's why and we trust him good, we trust I wish I was him smart to enough to ask some of the questions that he does where he comes up with some of the shit I'm like what the fuck where did he come up with that I want to that's like how do you get to that level like where you just the guy's just asking absolute brilliant questions I think he's just you know, really just curious yeah and you he know, just follows that curiosity. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's like one of the reasons why like I am very like intrigued and attracted to uh like people like you guys. Like you're really smart and you're really funny and you can react to questions and you can answer questions like very quickly. And I think it's like a a point of of just intelligence that you know you guys have that and i think he's talking like to you that. too <laughs> thank you well definitely not him he's too short <laughs> <laughs> thank you but but do you know what i mean like like there's there's a certain quality of like of intelligence that has to be correlated with you know like comedy and I think that's something that like really like attracts me to people like you guys, and I think I you guys are cool. Thank you. You're <laughs> cool. Thank you for having I love me you. on. <laughs> I love you. It's a very cool vibe. I love you. Right there, right there, brother. <laughs> so, do you guys want to hear about Stevie Wonder? What about Stevie Wonder? Yes. I've been holding on to this card the whole night. 
LSD you have been holding on to that. I've been doing that. a lot of LSD. Okay. <laughs> and my eyes were open. And But I've been talking about this before I ever did the drugs, and that's All what's right. crazy about Stevie Wonder. So let's do some LSD and, <laughs> wa- and listen to some Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Here's the thing about Stevie Wonder. He's not blind. I've heard people say that. Right? You, so you've heard of it. I've heard of that. Stevie Wonder straight up is not blind. I've heard of that. Didn't he get in like an elevator or something? He is and driving car... He what? <laughs> so the thing about it is that I told my boyfriend Stevie Wonder isn't blind. He was like, uh-huh, "Okay, baby, <laughs> okay, sure." And then true story, <laughs> true story. She came to me, so she did a joke, or she did a PowerPoint presentation for my sketch team, and my I was like, "Stevie team. Wonder isn't blind. Right. Don't be br- blinded by Not the blind. truth. Wake she, up to it." <laughs> and she told this to me, and I was like, "Whatever, whatever, right?" Now smartphones being what they are. They heard us talk. And I went on YouTube one day, and YouTube had suggested a video, and the video said, Celebrities uncover that Stevie Wonder isn't blind. These celebrities were Lionel Richie, Elton John, Childish Gambino, yeah, yeah. Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. And what's funny about it is that they're on live TV when they're telling these stories, they're being dead serious. And the audience is laughing, but they're serious. So it's like, like uh, uh, the Late Show, right? And uh, Lionel Richie's sitting there, and he goes, "They go, uh, so so Lionel, you tell so you telling me you let Stevie want to drive a car?" No, audience, ha 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 ha. And they start laughing. He said, "Yeah, I let Stevie want to drive the car." And they say, "Why would you do that?" Say, "Oh, y'all laughing, but Stevie can see." And it's funny because now remember now can we don't he, he we like, don't know we don't know that he can't see. Like, can he we don't see hang out with him. Like maybe like shapes or nah, listen to you know? let me finish the story. He say he said he went to the car. He said, Stevie had the keys. And Stevie walked around to the driver's side. He said, Lionel, get in. Shut and the fuck up. The door what? And Lionel got into the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And, he said, and he said, Stevie put the car in reverse and put his hand on the passenger seat and looked over his shoulder and got out of the driveway. True story. What? Now, right, that sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Now, another late show, they had Elton John on. And they said, Elton... We hear that you let Stevie Wonder take the snowmobile out. And they say, you say, wait, stop, 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 stop. Right? They say, we heard you bought a snowmobile and you let Stevie Wonder take it out. Or they start laughing. They say, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. He said, we rented this, we rented this house and it, and it came with the rental of the snowmobile. And we had Stevie Wonder with us. And Stevie Wonder wanted to drive it. And so we said, yeah, okay. And everyone started laughing. And... Elton John with the glasses on set there real pretty and proper British and he said, Oh, but he can see. <laughs> you, he's dead sitting now. We're talking about people who record We Are the World with this man. So they know him no Right. Man. So they, they have no reason to see him be bullshitting us. Right. They're not comedians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would Elton John want to tell us a good story like that? No, you just tell, tell you, you won't believe it. You know, Stevie the butterfly Wonder's effect. You won't the Mandela effect. You won't believe every it. Every game, but every trust, game you can see. Stevie Wonder sits courtside at the Lakers. Yeah. He's quote there's, unquote there's blind. There's videos of people Does walking. Does he really? Yeah. Yes. There's people. Courtside. That's real estate there. Not just courtside, <laughs> but there's videos of Stevie Wonder where people, like, in a concert, walk by and knock over a microphone, and Stevie Wonder reached out and grabbed it. <laughs> That I did see. Video. I did see that video. It's video. It's that's that's what it was. That yeah. man can see, but would people have listened to him right. if they thought that's that the he thing. could? Right. See, he could just be another black dude that can oh. sing. See, you get it now. Another black guy can just sing. But when he became blind, 
It's like Ray Charles is being <laughs> born again. <laughs> See? <laughs> no, so wait a fucking minute. So right. you're saying that the whole thing is a lie. Dude, but like it, he, it, like, that's like, not the thing. Like, he, like, Stevie Wonder is in on his own joke. Right, right. And he's not hiding it. Right, like, he, he's uh, never hiding it. But, but he, when you wake up in the room and you realize that Stevie Wonder can see, you realize you look around and you're like, oh, look, all these other celebrities also see that Stevie Wonder can see. Right. Interesting. Right. That's the kind of room I want to wake up in. People when, who realize when I, that Stevie Wonder if, can if see. If I were to wake up in a room <laughs> and I were to realize that Stevie Wonder could see, that sounds like a really, really fucked up dream. No, but think about it like this. You will see Gene Simmons. You put on the makeup. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Put on the whole gimmick. So, so the get whole up on stage <laughs> and we don't buy the eyelash. But a man get up the beast. Saying like he blind. <laughs> and, it, and and what's funny just, is like he had us all. He had us all. Right, because he got to sell an idea. It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone th- thought at some point that Stevie <laughs> Wonder was blind. So he really had oh Who's God. really the comedian? You know what if, I mean? I... I'm kind of shocked. You got to remember that, Elton John. It don't. What difference does it make that Elton John tell us poor people who really <laughs> won't believe him in the first place? You platinum, you know, those platinum seller artists that another platinum seller artist really can see. Like, what difference does that make in the universe? Why would he just randomly tell you that? See, he didn't have to. Do you think he's just got to go with it at this point? He can't ever like, hey guys, <laughs> I can see. Like, it, it never matters. He's just got to go they with it. They all are in on it. That's yeah. the trick. You know what I'm saying, like, it doesn't really matter if he can see or not. <laughs> the record's been sold. It's a billboard chart. Clearly he's seen something. Like is irrelevant to the fact that he has hits. Yeah. That are, that are going to be like taking care of his grandchildren and right. his grandchildren's grandchildren. Point, That's a irrelevant. fucking... My mind's, my mind's blown. Yeah. yeah. He, already won. he already beat the game. I told I you guys we had to talk about Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You believe in the Mandela effect? <laughs> Man- Mandela effect? I always want to call it the Mandela. I believe in group think. So Yeah. I so I think that sometimes people like we talked about an audience. Yeah. Like you agree to agree. Right. And so no one questions that. It's like the emperor has no clothes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like the whole time Stevie Wonder could see and we're all like, Look at that blind man really doing his thing. He could just <laughs> He's just doing his thing. Superstition would have been a badass song either way. Either it way. doesn't matter, That's right? It doesn't matter to me. I'll always be a Stevie Wonder fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of great black guys singing about a lot of good. Here, pull that in. Pull it in. Talk about a lot of them. There's a lot of them doing that. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, what made him special? You see this blind guy? You like? You like Ray Charles? Remember you like the new Ray Charles? There you go. Yeah. You in there? You're in. You in there? Wow. Whatever you want to got their attention and then he didn't he didn't drop the moment and now Damn, history, it doesn't even matter that's my entrance into the music industry it's the uh the first uh wisconsin accented idiot i don't think that's gonna market well no i Put don't you think a lumberjack so. costume or something maybe elvis presley right yeah is his manager who found him he said he was looking for a white guy that could sing like a black guy yeah he get a white guy that could sing like a black guy he could get some records so you get what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. Whatever Elvis had to say on the record didn't matter as long as he can sound like a black guy, move like a black guy, but what be white, we can make this happen. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And they did. So same thing with Stevie, no different. Damn it, I gotta take some dance lessons. I think I think you gotta take some blind lessons or something. <laughs> I, I don't think we're talking about I mean, this is that's cool though. I mean, 
but I did. I saw the video where he reached out and he grabbed the, the yeah. mic stand. Uh, that's that's kind of compelling. Right. My, I feel like my whole world has changed. Stevie it's, Wonder's fucking Stevie not Wonder blind. Stevie Wonder can see. And she told it to me, bro. I didn't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Like, He's messing with me. And then I saw this video and I went, damn. <laughs> hmm. She's saying something. <laughs> we, think, we think that's a joke. Joke is on us. Like, no. We yeah. Actually could really and it wouldn't make a difference if he did or did not at this point yeah checkmate <laughs> checkmate is right that I feel, is I feel like the last, checkmate I feel like the last few weeks we've, we've talked uh, a little bit about like conspiracy theories quite a bit stuff like that um, oh the black helicopters yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we gotta bring David back on too cause, Oh yeah uh, absolutely He had a lot of insight into a lot of different Conspiracies Who do you guys think was responsible for the JFK assassination Whoa <laughs> I think that's a great question <laughs> That that I think would take another episode. I, it's like what you said 72 billion there's 72 Billion different answers to that I tend to, I tend to go with the uh, I'm, a, I'm an Oswald Guy I think, okay. I think he could have pulled Off I was I watched this uh, like a recreation where these guys went into uh, uh, Dealey Plaza and and redid the uh, the uh, redid everything. Also taking into account the bullets, um, the sound bouncing off the underpass and all that sort of stuff, and and they sort of I felt they matched it up pretty well to uh, to come to a Oswald conclusion. What about you? I think it was the mob. The mob. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> a hit like that could only be the mob. <laughs> <laughs> so you think there was a group of people that actually did it? Do you think Oswald was the patsy then, and there was somebody on the grassy knoll, or and then I, the mob I, cleaned it up with well, Ruby? <laughs> yeah, like it was Lee Harvey Oswald. Then they shot Jack Ruby, who organized Jack Ruby. Yeah. The ones I mean, you're not talking about, and they want to remain silent, so it sounds like the mob to me. But you think that Oswald shot him? Like, Oswald got off the, was yeah. it three shots? I think it was. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that it was him. Yeah. But it wasn't three shots. It was, it was only three shots. one shot. That's what's so interesting no, about was, the JFK assassination. Everyone has a different, like, recollection of it and comprehension of Let's it. See. It's interesting, right? right? How it was, it was many only one shot, and... It, it like ricocheted Dude. inside of his body. My friend just said that last night while I was tripping. He was like, you know, people say JFK wasn't even shot. His <coughs> head just exploded like that. And Oswald fired three. What's interesting about... That's what's claimed. Yeah. But nobody has ever been able to prove it. Well, I think there was three, there was three shells, three casings. I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> What's the doctor have to do with look three at, casings? Look at, look at who you're fucking talking to. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> so what do you? What's so? What were you saying? What's interesting about the way JFK died? Like if you look at the way he was shot, it was kind of like it was awful, but it was like a magnificent like kind of portrait and kind of painting and like the way his head even looked. Like that's wild, right? And it was still kind of something beautiful. And that's like the Kennedys, whatever they had tapped into, that shit was hard, solid rock. 
And when you think about like what happens when you put a rock under pressure, either it breaks off and it's a crystal or it gets it forms under pressure and it's a diamond. And that's what the Kennedys have. They're sitting on diamonds. The Kennedys are fucking royalty, man. Yep. I don't know. Are, are they really still all that influential these days? I mean, she, they still have she a needs, senator. She, need, she needs to meet David Bora. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. He was on a couple weeks ago. Lots of conspiracy stuff Ooh, we were talking. Yeah. So, so it was a lot of fun. I like that. I he like that. He was talking that, about QAnon. QAnon was one of them. And yeah. QAnon. And we were talking about like black helicopters flying around. There was like, I guess some like passed us by a couple times maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't see him, but. Apparently that's why uh, there was some noise going COVID-19 on. is going on is because like they're going to take the bad people away on, in black helicopters yeah. and stuff. Yeah, black helicopters are rolling in, clearing out. I don't remember what it was called. What the actual event was called, but he said that they've been testing it for. I think it was QAnon. Dude, I think that was just called the Me Too movement. (laughs) Took the bad guys out. (laughs) Oh no! But I would love to see you guys have a conversation. Did you hear Harvey Weinstein got the? uh, Yeah, yeah, he got. Yeah, he got the COVID. (laughs) Outstanding. (laughs) I find it. I find it. How is that outstanding? Because it's funny. It is funny. It is funny. Poetic justice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with it. Truly. It don't bother me none. I yeah. Mean, Go ahead. Lock him up somewhere else. Don't I be don't, a douchebag. you get the fucking coronavirus. Yeah. Is that what people are still calling it? We still good with coronavirus now? We, we, or is we're it strictly a, COVID-19 We're in a corona now? society <laughs> right now when you think about it. We're existing in the corona society. Like, I've been in hurricane society before. We all have. It's Florida, right? Yeah. You've seen, I've seen her. In South Florida, hurricane society is... A whole society. <laughs> People just act different. But Corona society, that's going to stick around for a while. Gonna, yeah. And it, it is, people are acting a little wild. I yeah. see it. People running red lights. I saw that shit this morning. <laughs> I love seeing people post just... So, I've seen people posting questions on Facebook asking things like, are the cops still giving out tickets? <laughs> It's like, what the fuck do you think is going on? We're not just like running rampant, you know, and going crazy. It's not do what the fuck you want to do. I don't understand why people would think that you're not going to get a ticket for shit. Like, are you, yes, they're still enforcing traffic laws. We haven't yeah. given up on society just yet. Well, not, not what, yet. what's funny is that, um, like, in Florida, like, we're we're used to, you know, like hurricanes and everything like that and like all these like natural disasters mm-hmm. and then uh like i'm from wisconsin i don't know if you knew that or not or if you can hear that <laughs> sure you can but um we should talk about cheese well, I mean, we can um <laughs> are you a big cheese fan huge but <laughs> But so, like, now, like, all of a sudden, Wisconsin is going through this, like, whole, like, coronavirus-like thing. And, like, one thing that that Cordy and I have always thought about was, like, when it comes down to, like, a hurricane, we always have an escape plan. We can mm-hmm. always just go to Wisconsin, and then we don't have to worry about anything. Wow. And Not this now time. we can't do that. 
Not and then today. also, also about the like, like power internet stuff like that. That's still like on. It's still, <laughs> still on. So it's an interesting pandemic. I think as Floridians, we're all very like when they say, "Oh, we need to go get stuff." It's it. You get out there to the store, and you're kind of like, "What? Do, I don't. <gasps> my brain isn't working right. I don't know what to get." It's a very strange well, I think moment. it speaks a lot, like the toilet paper shortage that's <laughs> happening right now is interesting because it's just us being forced to look at consumerism and stare that in the face because it's really, if everyone just bought enough toilet paper as they really needed, we would not run out. Like, there's no toilet paper supply shortage. The supermarkets are still open. It's just people hoarding. And, like, yep. since World War II, all we've been doing is hoarding objects yeah. and items that we think we need. But the second you hear a pandemic, you can't wipe your ass anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad for the guy who's got to go to, like, you know, Walmart or Sam's or something and for some reason actually has a need to buy 100 rolls. That guy's going to get his ass kicked. Like, he's not going to be able to get out of the store because people are like, what do you need all that for? You're fucking hoarding it. And now it's, you got a whole other issue, man. People just. It's like, well, it's I so actually have three weird. kids, and uh, you know, my wife and I, <laughs> you know, we we go to the bathroom. I don't think you need a hundred rolls for three days. kids. I'm talking, you know, like I don't know, you're fucking for a boarding school. I don't know. I, I'm making this up as I go. What do you want from me? Everything. I bet you selfish bastard. A lot of toilet paper. <laughs> I want a no, lot just, of toilet paper. It is. It is really is the like weirdest time ever. It's in, weird in, that in, toilet in paper history. would ever be considered a scarce resource. Like, yeah. I never... In my history, it's the weirdest time ever. You really? Know? And I really that's that's wild to hear. You said it earlier. You're yeah. twice my age. It's wild to hear someone that's twice my age say this is the weirdest time yeah. I've ever lived through. We've talked about 9/11. Like, yeah. and this is still crazy yeah. to you. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, and I was, yeah. I was very. Uh, affected by 9-11 mm-hmm. you know um, and I really thought like that's my that's my Pearl Harbor moment you know uh-huh. and here we are you know 20 years later and I'm like what the fuck I like we just you know don't even know what's going on in the world you know we don't know from one day to the next whether they're gonna say oh no this this whole thing is uh you're Twelve, you know, two to fourteen days was 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 a period that they were trying to get. And now it's some people are saying it might be longer than that, might be shorter than that. You just don't know from one day to the next what's what shoe's going to drop, and what's going to change. And it's so exhausting well, every I, day. I bought soup, and I don't really know why I bought all this soup. It's hot out. I'm like, what? <laughs> I like soup, but not this much. And I'm like, right? I could have just bought the food I regularly buy. Yeah. Like, Who doesn't I, like soup? I, no, I love soup. I, I do love really, soup. but I'm like, I don't need all this chicken noodle soup every day. <laughs> like that's not my number one meal every second. Like, I, I went to I went to the store when it all started popping off, and I and I got some extra things. You know, just I, I got about a week's worth of. Uh, food to make so I didn't have to mm-hmm. keep going to the store every day. Um, now what I'm what I'm seeing though, and, and you know I know we talked about this. I'm starting to see everything sort of coming back. Like so, when I go to the store, I don't have to, you know, I don't feel like I have to grab a ton of everything. Like oh, I don't need fucking two of these. And I think everybody's sort of starting to calm down and and and, and roll with that groove. Like they're coming into the stores, only taking what they need or mm-hmm. you know what they would normally yeah. get. That's what they should have been doing all fucking along, especially the toilet paper, for crying out exactly. loud. Exactly. 
Yeah. It, it kills me. It really does. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like just like with me and Courtney, it's just like eight rolls of toilet paper is going to last us like a month. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why? Why would we need a twenty-four pack? Like, why would we need to? But start that's that's what's wild, right? We were talking about how. What if there's the guy that's buying it for the boarding school? Yeah. Well, if we're all thinking we just need to take what we need, then they would have their yeah. toilet paper, right? Like, yep. then it wouldn't be an issue. But right. it's about people being like, I need more than I actually need. Yeah. I, I, I really, I can't get it. Like, I, I don't understand yeah. some of those people's logic at all. Like, just hit, what makes them tick? Well, what, what scares me is this, because when, when you have a scare automatically, right? Yeah. It's like... If I looked like this to the right and I took off running, you would you would jump on alert. You would jump on alert. You would jump mm-hmm. on alert. What would you do? I well, would say, from I would what I heard tonight, you probably get a gun. It would, that'd be first. Probably move. two. That'd be the first okay. move. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what, what you would do necessarily. You had a few concussions. <laughs> you would probably be following my black ass out the door. <laughs> you'd have probably met me at the car. All right. Now, my point that I'm making is this. Y'all seem to be a bit more prepared. Yeah. Imagine you've been coddled. Yeah. It's 1980-something. Yeah. The best times in American, like, economic and comfortableness. Yeah. And all of a sudden, something you can't even see. Like, I can see a plane in the building. Yeah. I can see a man wearing, you know, like, terrorist outfits and bombs on his chest. I can see that, you know. A virus? I can't even see it. Yeah. Mm. And it's... Scary, quite how do you frankly. Panic how do you protect correctly? against yeah. How do you panic in the moment? Goes back to what we're talking about with death. Like, how do you. Yeah. Like, it, it's an anomaly that we're all going through together. Like, yeah. not even the Native Americans could fight white men on this level. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. biological white. Like, like white men have <laughs> been winning through biological warfare for a very long time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like, no one has ever figured out how to beat the germ. You know what I mean? Nobody really. We just got used to them. Yeah. But we don't really like beat them. You know? So it's like, how do you, you have the panic, you got to do something. Toilet paper. (laughs) 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 You get what I'm saying? Like, it's got to come out. The panic, (laughs) you have to let it out of the system. We all have to like go, holy shit, what do we do? Yeah. Grab the fucking toilet paper, man. (laughs) I like this dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I, I I stay fairly prepared for you know most things I guess but yeah. uh, this is definitely there's there's nothing you can do about it it just is just just wait see what happens so um who wants to do a belly flop in the pool with me and that doesn't translate to audio very well. <laughs> I mean, so. electronic equipment really don't like it when you do <laughs> that, <laughs> or maybe it does, and that's why it's freaking out. <laughs> it's really into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really into it. Well, man, this is this has been a lot of fun, um, and you know, I, we uh, we talked a little bit, you know, about the where you're from and and and, and why you do what you do, and and uh, but this has been this has been like a really cool talk about just so many other things 
Like, and you, you've got to come back because we got to do this I'd again. I'd love to. I'd love to. We yeah. really got to do this again. Yeah. Like, this has Thank been a really good time. Like yeah, Stacey, Amanda, both of you. This has been really fucking Thank cool. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm just here Thank to film you. the whole this thing. Is, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, Ask me yes. questions. I want you to come back and like just sit down and, and, and we'll do talk with us. Sure. Sure. I can tell you. We like the vibe. Yeah, we'll do it again because it's a lot sure. of fun. Do you have any? Do you have any websites or anything that uh, people can go and find you at? We've got uh, um, Slaughterhouse Comedy is yes. one. Yes, yeah. and what, what's the Instagram name that I'm going by now? Oh, oh I think it's I I change it every day. Olive Oil. <laughs> Olive Oil Goddess. That's a private account, so oh. maybe. <laughs> Maybe if I approve it, but um, uh, there's Amanda Rose unplugged. I don't know. Instagram's a little bit of a joke for me right now. Yeah. But w- when Amanda Rose is ready, you'll 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 hear my name. You have any? Uh, so you don't have like a personal site or anything? But you, uh, not right not now yet. because I mostly promote like the shows. Yeah. For now, but we're working on more film, more internet. And tell tell everybody uh, which which uh, which nun were you? Which nun was I? I was maybe Sister Kathy. I don't even remember the names that we <laughs> use, and I wrote it. <laughs> Maytal and I wrote it, and I, I don't remember the names. Well, you guys can go over to uh, Portugal Podcast Facebook page and see Amanda in the. What, give me the name of that of that the skit. The real nuns of Saint John's Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun. That. It's a fun one. <laughs> and uh, check it out. Well, you are awesome, Mike. It, Thank it's you. been you a lot of fun awesome. hanging out with it's you. Been a blast. Thank you. It's been a blast. And uh, like I said, we definitely got to do it again. Um, I turned the volume down on the... F- so I'm just going to turn it up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this has been another episode of the Portsville Podcast. Go over to PortsvillePod.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us an email, porchmail at PortsvillePod.com. And uh, as always... You can find us right here on the porch. See ya. Bye-bye.